0: to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, certified strength and conditioning specialist, sports nutritionist, and a certified pre- and postnatal coach with The Natty Hour. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Legion and The Natty Hour. Legion is an evidence-based supplement company that takes pride in ensuring that all products are backed by peer-reviewed scientific literature and are dosed at clinically effective levels. If you've been following me long enough, you know that I'm not one to push something that I don't believe in, especially supplements. But the fact that Legion has gone to great lengths to ensure such quality products is the reason why I have partnered up with them. If you are interested in learning more, be sure to visit legionathletics.com. You will also receive 20% off your first order if you use my code JANSON, J-A-N-Z-E-N, at checkout. Further information and links are in the show notes. Also, a huge shout out to the Natyar! which is my online coaching business that I run with my husband, Kyle Jansen. We exist to serve the drug-free strength and fitness community, from those who embody the discipline and determination to pursue the highest level of competition naturally to those looking to improve their overall health and lifestyle. Our athletes range from being elite bodybuilders to the new mom looking to prioritize her health amongst a hectic schedule. Be sure to visit thenattyhour.com to learn more. Thank you so much for supporting the More Than a Physique podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode on your social media. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 98. In today's episode, I wanted to take some time to talk about how you can stay on track during the summer. We are officially into the month of July. That means that things truly have kicked off for the summer season. And as you all are probably aware of, there are things going on. What seems to be every single day, every single week from camping, to traveling, to vacations, from family visiting, to treats, alcohol, restaurants, yummy foods, alcohol consumption, the works essentially that seem to indirectly set us up for failure when it comes to our health and fitness related goals. And I am sure that you have been busting your butt off all winter, all spring, that you didn't come this far just to come this far, you didn't come this far to let everything that you've been able to accomplish over the past six months here go. So, what can you do this time this year that you aren't repeating old habits from last summer where it feels like you're starting over in September? And that's what I wanted to spend some time today to talk about. You know, even as a fitness coach, A lot of us tend to slow down quite a bit with our clientele over the summer months, and that is because most people wanna take the summer off. They aren't overly fixated on their aesthetic-related goals, on their body composition-related goals, and they just want to enjoy themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, we have to ensure that we are still being strategic and mindful, so that way, like I said previously, we aren't repeating old habits and where we feel like we're starting over in the fall. This time this year, let's take the time to just shift our perspective, shift our actions to actually maintain our results during the most challenging months out of the year. So that way we are still thriving while still being able to enjoy ourselves and not feeling like we have to start all over again, come September. So First and foremost, let's talk about what you can do when it comes to staying on track. We're going to talk about what you can do when it comes to planning for events, what you should do if you want to participate in an event, and what you should do if you decide if you want to enter into your maintenance season. Before we get into that though, I do encourage you, if you haven't already, to ensure that you listen to episode 96. In that episode, I talk about the three seasons of health, and I will be referring to a couple of those seasons in today's episode, but just for a brief recap here, The three seasons of health that I have determined are very normal for a lot of people include the aesthetic season, which is basically your in-season. So use this as a sports analogy. Your in-season is when you are in the playoffs, right? That's when people are focused balls to the wall with their aesthetics-related goals, and that's where you're in a calorie deficit, you're making sacrifices with your food consumption, you're saying no to a lot of people because you are just fully engaged In your playoffs, if you will. The second season is known as the maintenance season. And the maintenance season, when it comes to sports is your postseason. So after the big game, after the playoffs, athletes go into their recovery season, right? Their postseason where they aren't playing their sport as frequently. The duration goes down. they focus on recovery. When it comes to their bodies, their mentality, psychologically, physio- physiologically, they are focusing and prioritizing recovery. After they feel like they're fully recovered, they move into their off season. And that's the third season of health, known as the longevity season. So that's where we prioritize things that we have been neglecting when we were in the aesthetic season. During the longevity season, we are taking into consideration ways to allow us to be more flexible, less rigid, really prioritizing our micronutrient consumption, allowing ourselves flexibility by maybe not tracking as frequently, eating more intuitively, prioritizing sleep and stress management, and doing other fun, related activities that don't revolve around aesthetics. So briefly, those are the three seasons of health. And the second two seasons, the maintenance season and the longevity season are often the seasons that are neglected the most, but the most important seasons if you want to capitalize on a successful aesthetic season in the future. You know, after the big game, a professional athlete, they take into consideration the importance of their recovery. So that way they do better for the playoffs in a year's time. That's what we want to take into consideration right now. And for the majority of people, not everybody, but for the majority of people entering into a maintenance season and then maybe a longevity season over the summer months is extremely important. Unless you're a hermit and you don't care to do anything fun in the sun and dieting during the summer is easy for you, then that's okay. But if not, considering the implementation of some of these other seasons is really important. So make sure you go back, listen to episode 96 for more detail of how you can actually implement these different seasons and the duration of them. There's a little bit more detail about how to actually implement them based off of what works best for you. Make sure you go listen to that episode. But for today, let's talk about three steps of what you can do to stay on track. So step number one is to try to plan out your events, right? So you kind of know what you can expect for the month of July and August. You know you're going on vacation the second week in July, you know you have a camping trip booked for the long weekend, you know that you have family coming in in the middle of August, and you know you have a wedding to go to at the end of August taking the time to actually map out those different different events that you have estimated, that you have anticipated for the month is gonna be your first step. So estimating the number of events that you have for the summer season. How many of those events do you actually want to fully participate in? That's the next thing that you need to consider when you're planning out these events. You know, there are certain events that mean a lot to you emotionally, right? Where, you know, maybe it's your son's wedding and you don't want to have to worry about tracking and going to the gym and prioritizing your protein. You want to be there for your son and actually be present and enjoy the moment and not worry about your nutrition goals, your fitness related goals, right? Whereas, as the other event you have two weeks later, maybe it's your husband boss's barbecue. Not really an event that you're emotionally attached to. You don't really care what people think of you there. It's not really anything that's overly, you know, heartwarming for you, where maybe being a bench warmer at that particular event, you're okay with. So taking that time to not only estimate the number of events that you have for your season, but asking yourself what events are important to you that are non negotiables that you want to actually participate in, and which events you're okay with being a bench warmer at. That's going to allow you to manage your expectations a little bit more so you know how to implement different strategies depending on the type of event you're participating in. Step number two we have to manage our expectations. So. In the events that you wanna fully participate in, so your son's wedding, for example, you have to be okay with being in that maintenance season for yourself. And understanding that weight loss is not gonna be the byproduct of that. That is not what is going to occur if you make that decision to fully participate in the event. And I know that may sound like common sense, But by you taking the time to actually lay that out for yourself and manage your expectations with that, when you actually go and step on the scale the following day, which I don't really recommend, but let's face it, the majority of people do when they go off the rails a little bit, they're kind of curious. They're like, oh, I wonder what the scale is. If you manage your expectations prior to doing that, it's gonna lessen the blow when you see that scale go up because let's face it, if you are participating in events where a lot of the foods that are being catered, that are available, are more so fun macronutrients, very calorie dense, Heavy meals, of course the scale is going to go up. That doesn't always mean that it's going to be actual fat regain, and we've talked about this before, but even just due to water retention, changes in your sleep schedule, stress management, and uh, changes in the micronutrient breakdown, the glycogen storage, all of these different factors that play a significant role in water retention, of course the scale is likely going to go up when you see those discrepancies from what your body is used to. So by us taking that time to manage our expectations, it allows us to prepare for the trade-off and we're okay if the scale goes up, it lessens the blow. So that way it doesn't feel as triggering, if you will. And we have to understand too, when we are taking the time to manage our expectations, in those events that we have decided in advance that we wanna participate in, we have to remember that making memories is more important than making progress in this situation. You being fully present and aware and enjoying your son's wedding, that's more important to you. And you're not gonna remember five years from now what the scale number was. All you're gonna remember or not is whether you actually took the time to be present and enjoy yourself, or if you were just stressed out constantly because you're trying to stay on track, you're trying to ensure that the scale doesn't jump up and you're distracted and you're worried about things that are really trivial five years from now and it took you away from being present and making those meaningful memories. And then step number three is to just prepare your mindset. Understanding that when you go to these events, we want to ensure that we aren't allowing that all or nothing to kick in. So really just not saying screw it in those particular moments and really ensuring that we are taking the time to practice mindful eating and remembering that, hey, Perfection doesn't exist. So even if you decide that you wanna participate in this particular event and you go to that event, you have a plan that you're gonna you know, stay hydrated, only have one alcoholic beverage and choose a high protein meal. That's your plan of attack for that event. If it doesn't go according to plan, because let's face it, not many things do, we have to understand that, hey, you know what? It's okay. At the end of the day, perfection doesn't exist. All we can do in that given situation is learn from it. So that way in our next event, two weeks later, whenever the case may be, we know what we need to do to still try our best to uphold our strategies that we originally intended to implement. So now that we have taken the time to understand how many events we have this summer, how many events we wanna fully participate in, and which ones we're okay being a bench warmer at, let's talk about what you can do at the event, so strategies for participating in the event. So we're gonna go over a few different things today. First and foremost, before the event, prior to the event, there are four steps here that I want you to consider. So step number one is to stick to your nutrition plan during the day. If the event is in the evening, I find it to be very helpful to still stay within your habits. So still track your macronutrients during the day. Not every moment during that day needs to be a write-off just because you have a wedding that you're going to later or just because you have a barbecue that you're going to later. Not everything needs to be a write-off because of that. So still take the time to track your macros during the day. Try to prioritize having high protein meals, staying super hydrated, taking the time to still take your vitamins, actually ensuring that you're still implementing your non-negotiable habits that you have set up for yourself, you're just gonna feel a lot better going into the event where the typical emotion of feeling guilt is gonna be mitigated when you know that you've done everything that you can to still stay on track prior to the event. And then if you do track your macronutrients, taking that time to you know just have some fun macros available and have an untracked meal at the given event that's really helpful as well if you decide that you still wanna try to track, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, if you wanna fully participate in the event and you don't wanna have to stress over tracking food that you don't even know it's gonna be there, it's not like you can really control if you're gonna hit your ratios or not. I find that it's helpful to just you know save up some macronutrients. Don't like starve yourself during the day. Just have enough macros left over that you typically would have for your typical dinner. And that is your untracked meal for the day. Go to the event try to prioritize a nutrient-dense meal that's high in protein, high in micronutrients, stay super hydrated, and just enjoy yourself. I like to call these next three tips the hat trick. Have a high-protein meal, hit the gym, and have perspective. So let's elaborate on these. Have a high-protein meal. I find that if you have a high protein meal before you go to the event, it's a really helpful way to curb your appetite. So that way that untracked meal that you have during the event, it's not going to be to the point where you're feeling completely famished and you just want to binge on whatever yummy, amazing meal is there. Because anything that is super hyper palatable, and let's face it, most events are going to have the fun macros available, things that taste really good, are very high in calories and make it very tough and challenging to consume a moderate amount, right? It's very easy to go up for second and thirds on meals that are more calorie dense versus nutrient dense. So by taking the time to have a high protein meal right before you go, that protein, it takes longer to digest. So that way you're not feeling as hungry by the time you go to dinner, you're not going to the event feeling completely starving, which will increase your risk of over over consuming calories. So I typically will have like just a protein shake, something that's quick and convenient, quick protein shot. It doesn't have to be this big fancy shake. Take two ounces of water, put a scoop of protein in the water, shake it up, slam that protein shot right before you go to the event and let it work its magic when you get there, which will help reduce that risk of overconsuming calories. The next hat trick item, hit the gym before the event. And this doesn't have to be your regular workout routine. Maybe you're helping plan for the event and you don't have time to go get in a 90-minute workout. Go for a run that day, go do a 30-minute circuit, go just do something, some form of activity, some form of movement to help release those endorphins. That's gonna be very helpful with just allowing you to reduce that risk of feeling guilty after the event in case things don't go according to plan. By you hitting the gym before the event, this is in no way for you to burn calories so you have more to consume later. It's more of a psychological thing where you just feel good, you feel healthy, and you still feel within your routine that if things do maybe don't go according to plan, maybe you have a bottle of wine versus your one glass that you originally intended, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna help reduce that level of guilt. The last hat trick item, have perspective. So I find that giving yourself a bit of a pep talk prior to the event can be very helpful with that. While you've taken the time to be super intentional with your strategies, like I said before, things don't always go according to plan. And we have to kind of plan for that in a way, we have to plan for our worst case scenario. So I find that having perspective, having that pep talk prior to your event can be very helpful with just managing things if things don't go according to plan, understanding that, Hey, it's just one meal. It's not going to make or break you when it comes to your progress. When things don't go according to plan, you have two options here. One, play the victim mentality and say how much you suck and how much of a failure you are. And make yourself feel guilty and go do hours of cardio the next day as a form of punishment. Two. Take it as an opportunity to learn. You know, we can't make improvements in our life, in our habits, in our action, unless things don't go according to plan, unless things just don't fall apart. We need obstacles, we need struggle, we need friction in order to move forward. So whenever things just turn into a crapshoot, Take it as an opportunity to learn from it because this is not gonna be your only event. You have tons of events that are gonna occur in the future. So how do you know what's gonna work for you unless you figure out what doesn't work for you and going through obstacles and struggles like this where things just don't go according to plan is how you learn. So take it as an opportunity to learn so that way you know how to be better and more efficient next time. Okay, so what do you do during the event? You know, you've taken the time to plan things out ahead of time, you were very proactive with having your protein shake before, you got in a workout, you had your pep talk, now you're at the event. During the event, what can you do? I want you to remember the acronym CHEW. C-H-E-W. I'll quickly list them out and then we'll elaborate on them. So the first one, C, choose protein and vegetables. H, have fun with foods you enjoy. E, eat until you feel physically full. W, wait 15 minutes before seconds. Those are all pretty self-explanatory, right? But you know, firstly, talking about C, which is to choose protein and vegetables. If you're at an event where there's a lot of snacking going on, try to make sure that you are picking items that are gonna be more nutrient dense that's not to say that you can't have a piece of cake or a cookie or a glass of wine or anything like that, but we really want to be inclusive here when it comes to nutrient-dense options when they are available. Because like I said before, with the protein shake before the event, having even more protein at the event, more fruits and vegetables at the event, that's what's going to allow your stomach to feel nice and full and satiated, which will help reduce your risk of over-consuming calories and it will help help avoid you having four cookies, and instead, maybe you'll only have two. Everything in moderation and being more inclusive of things to have in your diet versus saying, Oh my goodness, there's cookies over there. I want four, but I can only have two. I can only have two. I can't have four. I can't have four. The second you start placing those restrictions on yourself where you're like, I can't do this. I can't do that. You want to do it even more, right? If we tell ourselves, I can't have a cookie, oh my goodness, that cookie becomes way more desirable. But if you focus your efforts on things that are more nutrient dense and you're not paying attention too much to those cookies, you're not gonna feel as full, your desire to have more cookies is gonna go down because you understand like, hey, I can have four if I want to, but you know what? My stomach and my hunger, my appetite right now are kind of leaning towards me only having room available for two. So it's very helpful to have that inclusive mindset versus fixating your efforts on things that you can't have. H, have fun with foods you enjoy in moderation. So maybe you don't typically have cookies in your household but you're at this event and there's homemade cookies and I'm like anybody else. I love cookies. Give me some cookies and milk. I'm there. It's my favorite thing to have, but do I have it in my house? No, because I know that I don't typically have it within moderation. So if you find that there are specific foods that you enjoy that you haven't had in a while, it's totally okay. Allow yourself to have those items that you've actually been craving that you haven't had in a while. Again, though, within moderation. E. Eat until you feel physically full. This is a tough one, especially if you've been dieting over an extended period of time because your hunger hormones typically aren't all that reliable. So you have to take a slower approach. So that way your hunger cues, your hunger signals have time to catch up to what you actually consumed. So if you eat really fast, it can be kind of tough for you to distinguish whether or not you're truly full or not because it takes a bit of time for your hunger signals to kick in. This is why slow eaters tend to be a little bit leaner at times because they take a slower approach and therefore they're not typically over consuming calories. So if you're a quick eater and you gorge your food and that's just normal for you, you know, that's a topic for a later day. Maybe I'll do an episode of mindful eating at some point. You know, if that's something that you're interested in, maybe share this episode to your Instagram, tag me in it and hashtag mindful eating and I will definitely do a future episode on the topic, but for right now, You know, trying to slow things down as best as you can is very important. So that way you can actually distinguish when you're physically full versus mentally full. So that's where the last one comes into play for chew, which is W, wait 15 minutes before seconds. So this one's very important for those who do struggle with eating slowly and they find that they're just very hungry after their first serving. You know, take 15 minutes. Put a timer on your phone, watch the clock, and actually give your body a full 15 minutes before you go up for seconds, because you may feel like you're starving right after you are done eating your first plate, but if you give your body time to digest and your hunger signals time to catch up, you probably, and this is very normal, typically will notice that your hunger goes down quite a bit, which is going to allow you to not put as much on your plate for that second helping. So those are my strategies for staying on track during the summer. Obviously, a lot of the strategies are catered around to those who have made the decision for themselves that they wanna maintain their results and they wanna focus on enjoying themselves this summer. Like I've said previously, I do think that entering into a maintenance season and or a longevity season is probably the best course of action when it comes to making that decision for yourself. However, if you have made the choice that, you know what, I still wanna diet, during the summer, obviously some of these strategies are things that you can look at implementing still. Like if you only have two events during the summer and dieting for the remainder of your summer is easy for you, I still encourage you to implement some of these strategies for yourself. So that way you can still have a bit of a psychological break. That way you can still focus on enjoying yourself this summer for those very few events that you have planned out for yourself. Can focus on making memories as well. And as well too, just giving yourself a bit of a psychological break. dieting. You know, dieting at times is very much like running a marathon. And for those who have never run a marathon before, you know, understand that those who are very successful in marathon running, they don't just run balls to the wall and sprint for the full amount of the marathon. What's a marathon? Like 40? Over 40 kilometers, half a marathon is 21, like so, probably 42 kilometers, I believe, for a full marathon. Don't quote me on it, Google it for yourself, but it's a lot. And therefore, they're not sprinting that entire time. They have water breaks along the way, they are pacing themselves and they are implementing the breaks that they need in order for them to keep going because there are a lot fewer people at the end of the finish line in comparison to the beginning of the finish line. And that's very much the case when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to body composition related changes, because people aren't pacing themselves, nor are they giving themselves the needed breaks that are needed. So don't be afraid to implement some of these maintenance strategies for yourself at a given event if you do decide that you want to continue dieting during the summer. And then understand as well too, if that goal is to continue dieting during the summer and there are events every single weekend, unfortunately you need to manage your expectations. Expectations and understand that you're gonna be a bench warmer in those given events So it's really important to ensure that you're just having conversations with those around you So that way you can help other people manage their expectations, especially your support system So having those tough conversations versus expecting people to understand like why are you dieting during the summer? Most people don't understand that they really don't and that's okay You don't need people's approval, you don't need people to understand, but you do need to actually take the time to manage their expectations versus just expecting them to understand why you're not going out as frequently, why you've made the decision to sit out all the time. Don't be afraid to try to focus on other things that aren't revolved around food and drink. I know there's not lots, but if your friends ask you to go to restaurants all the time, maybe ask them to go for a hike instead, ask them to go to the lake and go for a swim, ask them to go paddle boarding, whatever the case may be, taking that time to just maybe change the activities that you're doing with these people, take the time to actually you know, explain to them what your goals are, be like, hey, you know what, I hired a coach right now. It's a lot of money. I have some goals for myself. I'm competing next year. I have a wedding in the fall. I have a photo shoot in November. Therefore, you know, I have some different goals right now. And I know it sucks that I can't participate in all of the social gatherings, but I just ask for your support because it's going to be tough. And I hope that you just understand. And maybe we can find some other things to do together. You'd be so surprised how receptive people would be if you actually just took the time to talk to them like a human versus expecting them to understand you know even if it's your husband even if it's your sister you know you still can't expect them to understand so don't be afraid to have those tough and difficult conversations if you've made the decision for yourself that you're going to continue to diet during the summer months and there's nothing wrong with that all right team that is about it for this episode. I hope that you all found it to be helpful. If you did, as a favor to me, please share this episode on your social media. It really does help the podcast to grow. And if you haven't already, please take just 30 seconds here. Go leave the podcast a five-star review. Um, It really means the world to me. You know, I put a lot of effort into providing value for free. And as a thank you to me, you just taking that time to leave the episode a review and or share it with those around you. I really hope you know how much. I appreciate it. I look forward to chatting with you all in the next episode, but until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.